بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وألحقنا بعبادك الصالحين أما بعد Alhamdulillah, tonight the 28th juz was completed with the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah accept the recitation and your standing, all our standing. And we hope from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we're blessed with the, the virtues of these nights, and in particular tonight. Many of the sahaba radiallahu anhum, in particular Sayyidina Ubay bin Ka'b, who's a very senior sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was of the opinion that Laylatul Qadr is the 27th. Generally, the ulama say you search for it in the last 10 nights, but he was of the opinion that the 27th night is Laylatul Qadr. So we hope from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that tonight also we are blessed with the barakat and the rahmah of Laylatul Qadr. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us and our families and the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam at large. And um, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us firm on deen. Respected brothers and sisters, generally when a person is, or a group of people, or any jama'ah, uh, or category of people are praised, they praised for a legacy which they left behind. They came into this world, they did certain things, they accomplished many things, and after they leave this world, people say, okay, this person did this, and this is uh, what they've achieved, this is what they contributed. But there's a particular group of people that their legacy and their characteristics and their qualities are praised even before they came into existence. Before they came. Totally opposite to the norm. To the norm. When somebody does something and we say, MashaAllah, what a good person. Normally we are like that. That's another thing. You know, we praise people only after they die. Which is also not the real sunnah. The sunnah is to praise people and to compliment people while they're alive. We have in the books of hadith full chapters about the manaqib of sahaba, the virtues of Abu Bakr, the virtues of Umar, the virtues, this sahabi is in Jannah, this sahabi has got this quality, Aminu hadhi al-umma Abu Ubaidah, the most trustworthy is Abu Ubaidah, Khalid is the sword of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This, this, so Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa elaborated on all the qualities of the sahaba. He praised them while they were alive. We don't praise one another or compliment one another, we criticize. And when the person dies, you say, hey, you know, I was so close to him, but you made the most riba about him, the most picking and uh, finding fault, we were the ones guilty of that. So that is generally ours, our condition. But this group of people, before they came into wujud, before they came into existence, Allah himself praised them. And this is none other than the group of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Hashr in tonight's recitation praises the two categories of the Sahaba, the main two categories. The fuqara of the muhajireen, the poor destitute muhajireen who migrated from Makkah Mukarrama, they sacrificed everything with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They left the haram of Makkah Mukarrama and many of them left some of their family members, they left their possessions and they migrated to Medina Munawwara. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praises them and he says they've been expelled and kicked out of their, of their, their possessions and their, and their homes but the only thing they desire is they want the fadl and the favor of Allah and the only thing they have in their life is to help Allah's deen and the Rasul of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. helping Allah means helping the deen of Allah because Allah doesn't need anybody's help 
So in Arabic, this is an expression. In Allah, if you help Allah, which means in tansuru deen Allah, you have the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assists you. Allah is ghani anil alameen. Allah doesn't need any of his creation. So this is the, the quality of the muhajireen. Yansurun Allah wa rasulah. Allah says, ulaika humus sadiqoon. These are the truthful people. The Sahaba, radiallahu anhum, amongst the muhajireen, they were the truthful ones. And what's a truthful person? A truthful person is one whose internal and external are synchronized. A munafiq is not truthful. A munafiq, a hypocrite, which were found in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, their outward appearance is one of Islam, but internally they've got enmity towards deen. So there's no honesty within themselves. So a truthful person is the one who's firstly truthful to him or herself. Many times, respect the brothers and sisters, we've got, we've got certain images of ourselves. So one is the impression I have of myself, which I think, think people think of me. And one is the true me, which is in me. And I know who that true me is. This is where the ulama explain different types of of me's, different types of people that we have, personalities, different types of souls that we have in this dunya. One is the ruh which is bahimiya, the nafs bahimiya, that, that soul and that, that ruh, that person in you and in me that has got an animalistic trait. The only objective is to eat, to drink, and to do whatever it is required to populate this earth. Animals do that, cattle do that. Allah says they eat and they drink the way animals and cattle eat. So this is the first type of me which I need to check and see. Am I not perhaps that me? One is what people are seeing about me. One is the impression I think people have of me. And one is the operation, the internalization I need to do of my own self and check. What is my situation? Am I not perhaps in the state, the cattle-like state? Another state we find is the nafs sabu'iya sabu'iya means that it's an, like an animal of prey so the animal of prey it hunts and attacks when it's in need and it doesn't care who's in front so it destroys whatever is in front as long as I can benefit as long as I can benefit so I need to check and see is my ruh and my soul perhaps not in that particular state? That when I'm desperate, I will make sure that I don't care whether it's halal or haram, I don't care whose right it is, I do not care what type of hisab I'll have to give on the day of Qiyamah. And previously I mentioned the hadith of two dirhams that a sahabi didn't pay, which was, he was in debt at the time of his death. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam refused to make salatul janazah on him. And when it was paid, eventually he said, now you have cooled his skin for him. Now his skin has been cooled as Sahabi. So are we perhaps, am I not perhaps in that particular state, a predatory state in which I just need to harm? If I need to do anything, I need to attack someone. I need to respond immediately and, and show my strength and dominate. And this happens in individuals. And when it happens in individuals, it happens in families. So families then become predatory in nature. 
The only objective is to find fault and to attack other people. If families become like that, communities become like that. If communities become like that, nations become like that. So we find nations who've got a predatory nature, and this is in the, the state of, of, of Sabu'iya, when they just want to attack and harm. It doesn't matter who's in front, as long as I get what I want to get. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. And we have a state even worse than that, which is the state of a scorpion and a snake. They harm whether they benefit or not. Like we find the, 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 the criminals of the environment in which we, fi- we live in, for any reason, something insignificant and mundane, you, your life is gone. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam has given us this beautiful deen and he demonstrated through the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. These Sahaba radiallahu anhum were sadiqoon. They were truthful to themselves. They were honest because what was inside was outside. They were honest people. This is why Sayyidina Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu and Sayyidina Hanzala, Sayyidina Hanzala is a Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He was sitting in the gathering of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he felt a spiritual upliftment and he felt himself really enriched spiritually. When he went home, he started playing with his children, joking with his wife, and he thought to himself, Ya Allah, a few moments ago I'm in the masjid and it's as if I could see Jannah. I was experiencing spiritual ecstasy. And now I'm playing with my children as if I, I didn't even experience that with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Perhaps I'm a munafiq, perhaps there's no honesty in me. Because one minute I'm like this, when I'm in, in the privacy of my, of my home, I've got a different uh, appearance with my, and, and, and uh, character with my family. So he comes out of his house shouting, Nafaqa Handala, Handala is munafiq, he's worried of being a munafiq. And generally, this is a sign that a person is not a munafiq. When a person is worried that I'm, I shouldn't have nifaq, then that's a sign that he's not a munafiq because a munafiq doesn't bother about being a munafiq. He is a munafiq. So he says, Nafaqa Handala, Sayyidina Abu Bakr al-Siddiq, the best person after the Anbiya alayhi salam he says, Handala, what are you saying? He says, oh, 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 Abu Bakr, this is what I'm experiencing in the masjid with Rasulullah sallallahu like this and at home. I've... So Abu Bakr al-Siddiq says, hey, I'm also a munafiq then because that's, that's my condition. When I'm at home, this is what I experience. And they go to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam concerned about the iman. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, no, 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 shay'an fa shay'an, ruwaydan, a little bit at a time, handala. Take it easy. You can't expect to be on a spiritual incline all the time. Sometimes you go down, sometimes you go up. If you were consistent and perpetually increasing in your spirituality and piety, then the malaika would have descended on the face of this earth to make salam with you. Because that's the quality of malaika, that they continuously remain in a, in a state of, of spiritual purity. We make mistakes and we falter and we stand up and we fall and we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like I said previously, we make tawbah. Tawbah means we return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after falling. So this is the first group of the sahaba, al-muhajirun. The second is the ansar. Those who gave who gave place and welcomed the muhajireen and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Medina Munawwara. This is the second category of people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala praised even before they came into existence in this world. Allah says, Muhammadur Rasulullah walladheena ma'ahu ashidda ala al-kuffar ruhama'u baynahum mithar. The Ansar were those who gave their homes, they gave their lives in welcoming Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sayyidina Abu Ayyub al-Ansari, and I will conclude because we will have a short dhikr insha'Allah. Sayyidina Abu Ayyub al-Ansari radiallahu anhu was the one who hastened to take the luggage of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from his conveyance because when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam entered Medina Munawwara, 
Everybody wanted him to come and reside in his house until accommodation was arranged for Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi So Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "No, leave my camel. Da'ha fa innaha ma'mura. Leave this qaswa is the camel of Rasul, the she camel of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi She's been instructed by Allah. She knows where she must go. So the camel is walking through the, the streets of Medina Munawwara. And it comes to one particular place in front of the house of Abu Ayyub al-Ansari radiallahu And as soon as he sees the camel settling, he grabs the bags and he takes it into his house. It's in front of my house. It's in the street in front of my house. So he takes it into his house. And he demonstrates till the day of Qiyamah how respect should be shown to a guest and how he showed respect to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So... Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa entered his house. And uh, the amazing thing that the ulama say about that particular house, that house came into the possession of Sayyidina Abu Ayyub al-Ansari radiallahu via the bequest of a king which came many decades before, whose name was Tubba' al-Himyari. His name also comes in the Quran. Ahum khayrun am qawmu Tubba'. So he was a noble king, although his nation was were not. So he came past Medina Munawwara and some scholars told him that Khatamun Nabiyin will descend in Medina Munawwara. So he purchased this piece of land and he bequested this, he made a bequest, wasiyah for this to be passed on to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He wrote a couplet. He said, Shahidtu ala Ahmada, annahu rasulun min Allahi barin nasam. I bear testimony on Ahmad alayhi salatu wasalam, which was the name of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, mentioned in the previous scriptures as we recited tonight, min ba'di yasmuhu Ahmad. So, he said, shahidtu ala Ahmada, annahu rasulun min Allahi barin nasam. I bear witness and testimony that he is a rasul of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the creator of mankind. Walau mudda umri ila umrihi lakuntu waziran lahu wabna'am. And if my life has to be prolonged until I can present myself to him and meet him, I would ensure له, I would no longer be a king. I would appoint myself as his deputy and make him the king and I will be his supporter. And I would ensure that I would be by his side fighting his enemies and ensure that no harm comes to the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anyway, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa goes into the house and uh, Abu Ayyub al-Ansari radiallahu an preferred that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stays on the upper floor because he, he felt it disrespectful that he is on top and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is at the bottom. So he said, oh Nabi of Allah, you stay on top. Then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, no, for the guests it will be easier if I'm at the bottom. So when they enter, they don't have to enter into your whole house to come upstairs. And though the houses of those days, when I'm saying the upper floor, it doesn't mean the upper floor is what we are accustomed to. In fact, I was thinking of telling our brothers in Atikaf, the rooms we have for Atikaf is bigger than the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The house of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in a hadith it is mentioned when he would make the Hajjul Salah. When it was time to make sajdas, Ummul Mu'mineen Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha says, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would tap me on the foot side. So when she was sleeping, he would tap on the, on the foot side so she could pull her feet away. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would make sujood in his Hajjul Salah. If he would stand up, his, he, and stretch his hands out, his hands would touch the blessed roof of his house. So, Abu Ayyub radiallahu an, he, uh, he says that uh, I went upstairs and when food was prepared by his wife, Ummu Ayyub, 
They would send it in, in, a, in a tray to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then when Nabi sallallahu would leave some food for them as well. He would eat a little bit and then send it back. Then the two of them, the husband and wife, would look where the, the fingerprints of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam were left so that they could place their hand on that same spot of the blessed spot where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi placed his hands so that they could get some of the barakat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And this, this is something which is factual, respected brothers. You find some people who are, whose intellect is bigger than their brains nowadays. They, they reject this type of possibility. They say there's no such a thing as barakah. This, this, so the Sahabi didn't understand that. They say, no, if you talk these things, it's shirk. So Abu Ayyub Ansari and his wife were guilty of shirk. They understood barakah means some blessing which Allah places in Rasulullah anything which is touched by Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The topic of barakah is another topic. So anyway, Abu Ayyub radiallahu an, when he was upstairs one night, uh, in his haste, he, he knocked over a jug of water. And because the, the floors were not very solid, there were, date palms were used and a, a feeble, weak type of cement was used as a, as a floor to stabilize the, the upper floor. He was afraid that the big jug of water, which toppled, the water will seep through and disturb Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa It was winter. So he rolled with his bedding into that water, with his, with his clothing. He rolled onto that water and made himself soaking wet to ensure that nothing seeps through and disturbs Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So this is how they opened their hearts and their homes. These were the Ansar. So these were the two groups, Muhajirin and Ansar. There's only one other group mentioned in this particular surah, Surah Al-Hashr. It's the third group that's not Sahaba. Those who come after the Sahaba, what should their work do? Be what, they, what should their job be? They should be praising the Sahaba. So any person who comes, some, one person came to Sayyidina Ali Zainul Abidin, or it was Sayyidina Ja'far al-Sadiq radiallahu an, and said to him, he had he criticized the Sahaba. Must have been the, the roots of the Shia that started at that time. And uh, they criticized the Sahaba. So, so he asked him, are you from the Muhajirin? Obviously it was generations after, two generations after the Sahaba. So he asked him, are you from the Muhajirin? He said, no. He said, are you from the Ansar? He said, no. He said, there's only one other category which Allah mentions, min ba'dihim. those who come after Muhajirin and Ansar, their work is, they make dua, oh Allah forgive us, and these brothers, the Muhajirin and Ansar of ours who passed before us, forgive them as well. Oh Allah, do not, do not make in our hearts rancor and enmity towards the people of Iman. So you're not the Muhajirin, you're not from the Ansar, nor, from you the people, nor are you from the people who are making istighfar and dua for the Sahaba. Then you're not in any of the categories praised by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is something very important for us to know. The foundation of our deen is based on the Sahaba radiallahu anhu. Any compromise and attack on the Sahaba radiallahu anhu is attacking our deen. Because the foundation of our Quran is a Sahaba who told us that the Quran is the Quran. The Sahaba who told us that the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, other hadith of Rasulullah What is left? If you, if you break the Sahaba's foundation, then there's nothing left of Quran, there's nothing left of hadith. You might as well call yourself something else other than Muslim. Therefore, it's very, very important, respected brothers, to fast to keep our guard up. If we experience any criticism and negative expressions against the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, we need to stand up and defend the, the honor of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. So these were some of the verses recited tonight. We make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
reward the Sahaba on behalf of the Ummah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill all their qubur which are scattered throughout the different parts of the world. Different parts of the world the Sahaba are buried. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward them on behalf of the Ummah. Whatever deen we have is because of the sacrifices that they made. Many of the Sahaba never even saw conquest. Many of the Sahaba passed away in Badr in the month of Ramadan. Some passed away in Uhud, some passed away in Khandaq. Some passed away before Fath Makkah, the conquest of Makkah. They didn't even see the conquest of Sham, of, of the Levant and Syria and, and Persia. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them part of the reward and they are the foundation of what we have today. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill our hearts with love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Respected brothers and sisters, it's a Mubarak night. Let us spend our time in the ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, if you want to wait again for the 27th of Ramadan, you'll have to wait another 350 days, another year. So take advantage. This is, it's not a Black Friday special. You can't even use that comparison. How people go mad, we're supposed to go spiritually insane because of these opportunities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Let us not lose a moment of these nights, inshallah. May Allah give us all tawfiq to make dua for our parents, make dua for those who have passed away in our families, make dua for those who are sick, make dua for our brothers and sisters in Bilad al-Sham, in Palestine, make dua for the protection of Masjid al-Aqsa. We see what's happening in the whole world. We've become so desensitized, everything just seems to be on our device. We don't realize it's happening in real life. So let us make dua for our family, make dua for our children, make dua for uh, our needs of dunya and akhirah. Those who are in debt, make dua that Allah removes the debt. Uh, those who have got other types of physical sicknesses or, or have got some psychological sicknesses or there's some drug abuse or some conditions in our homes, we turn to Allah on a Mubarak night like this. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Arhamur Rahimin. We hope from Allah that He accepts our dua. Wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.